Welcome to Around the Mic with Sir Charles. You'll hear this broadcast either on the podcast, Around the Mic, or on my social media page, Change the Brain, Conversations Without Limitations. You know, it's not just about me, so you'll hear information from different speakers, trainers, coaches, and authors, all for you. So get your pad, your note paper, if possible, so that you can take copious notes on how you can also become better, the best version of you. And like I always say, you've got to radiate the brain and change the game. Hey everybody, this is Sir Charles Carey coming at you one more time with a fantastic episode. And uh, I better be recording because I want you guys to really get this. Uh, my good friend Galen uh, Bingham, we have been in masterminds together. We've done and crossed paths in many different ways. Uh, he is a speaker, an entrepreneur, and a lot more uh, than that. And I'm going to ask him to share exactly what that is and uh, I think you're going to learn a lot from this man. Good, uh, really enjoy his his message, and I love his cadence. Check his cadence out. So, without further ado, Dylan uh, Bingham, what's going on, bro? Hey, man, enjoy it. Enjoy hanging out with you. Every opportunity that I get. Uh, my name is Galen Bingham, the leadership strategist. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. I am a 30-year veteran of corporate America, working for some of the largest brands on the planet. Uh, if you have put it in your cereal bowl or if you have poured it into a glass, chances are I've had something to do with building that company or building that brand. Uh, and now I get to focus 100% of my time on helping leaders uh, crush important goals and conquer stubborn problems as a leadership strategist. Uh, I do leadership retreats, executive coaching, and- uh, Man, 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 you you off to the races. Well, let me just ask you this. Who is Galen Bingham, the man, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, great question. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you one of the things that I, everything that I do seems to fall into this category of trying to help people mm. their absolute best. And that has been a commonplace for me since I was in high school, since I was in junior high, that, you know, always trying to help people do whatever it is that they're trying to do. And that has carried through to everything that I've done in corporate America, everything that I do now as an entrepreneur. Uh, it, it seems disparate when you list all of those things on a, on a resume or, or, or a, uh, right. a, a VC or anything like that. But everything comes into just trying to help people find their greatness. It's like you um, grew into, and from a business perspective, the person you are as a person, as a human being, you know, that that natural uh, ability, talent, um, curiosity, whatever you want to call it, that's what became uh, you as a businessman. That's fantastic because I can remember for myself, Galen, uh, as a kid, I remember on Sundays we'd go to church and, you know, I put on this suit and I never wanted to take off my suit until I really had to. My mother was like, take off your, your suit, put on your jeans. And I was like, no, I'm okay. And Sunday best. That's your Sunday so, best, man. What are you doing? I stuffed my pencil in my pocket. Like, you know, I was a businessman, and, you know, and I just felt good about having my tie on. And uh, I grew into that type of person, a business-oriented person. So uh, I didn't know we had that in common as well. That's yeah, it. you know, I, I think with uh, many people that I run into, Mm -hmm. uh, you find yourself wanting to do what you see your parents doing. And mm -hmm. uh, a lot of 
as much as my younger self would hate to hear me say this now, uh, a lot of what my a lot of what I've become is, is basically copying and mimicking and trying to live up to what I saw my parents do. Okay. Uh, my dad was in corporate America uh, for 30, 40 years. Wow. And uh, I would see him come home from work, sit at the dinner table, and then talk about his day. Mm. Part of it was boring as heck for a 13, 14-year-old kid to be sitting there listening to the, listening to him talk, talking about uh, representing these large brands and calling on grocery stores and that kind of thing. Uh, but when it came time for me to decide what I wanted to be when I grow up, mm-hmm. uh, I found myself reflecting back to those conversations uh, at the dinner table. And okay. uh, I was just very fortunate uh, to have those uh, strong influences in my life at a young age. Wow. You know, I took a look at your website. Love your site, man, by the way. I think it's really great. Fantastic. Now, I know your your platform is leadership. And I think that just exudes from you. Um, you sound like a leadership speaker. Your 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 thought process comes through as leadership. Now, uh, have you always been in uh, Missouri in that in that area, or is you know did you move to Missouri? Oh man, I, I've lived in fourteen states, nineteen cities. Really? Yeah, the witness wow. that witness protection program keeps you moving. So it really works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. I've moved. I've moved around a lot, uh, and I think a lot of that again, a lot of that had to do with uh, when my dad was in the in the grind, uh, working for Kraft Foods, working for a lot of department stores, that kind of thing. He, okay. we moved around a lot uh, with his career. Then when I started working, uh, you and I are about about the same era. Yeah, uh, but it was like every two years you had a different responsibility that you were asked to take on, and that meant moving again. And what I got from that is just the the interest in people, the interest in learning about people, mm-hmm. learning about them quickly, uh, and trying to figure out how can I help them do what they're trying to do quickly, because I'm going to be gone in two years, wow. and if I don't if I don't make an impact now we're going to miss this opportunity to turn two plus two into six or seven. Wow. So, and that's just been part of, part of, I guess, my makeup. Mm-hmm. And so now, I, I, you know, again, when I'm working with someone, when I'm working with a client, whether it's an executive coaching client or whether it's a group, I, I want to get into what's really going to move the needle uh, for you uh, so that we can get to, so we can get to making it happen because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Gotcha. Now, you know, is there a catchphrase for your business? Do you have, you guys have a slogan or a branding catchphrase? Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there are a couple, uh, but uh, I'll tell you, I believe that everyone is designed to be the greatest in the world at something. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Are you using it? Can I borrow it? You can borrow that. (laughs) But yeah, you know, but I mean, but I'll tell you for, for, for marketing standpoint, I didn't have to go far because I truly believe that we're all designed to be the greatest in the world at something. Yeah. 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 There has to be some reason that one person has all of the education that you have, uh, all of the wisdom that you have that have made all of the mistakes that you've made. Sure that uh, have the cadence, you talk about cadence that, you know, one person has the disposition that you have. There's got to be a reason for that. 
and it can't be so that you can be another copy of me mm. right that can't be the reason right right so let's figure out what you're supposed to be the greatest in the world at doing uh, so that you can get on with being the greatest because I need you to be your best self so that I can pivot off of that and and, and do what I need to do. Look, I can't wait till we do this tour because <laughs> no, I'm tell you, let me share my uh, my catchphrase, which is the cure for your life starts with you. The right mindset is all you need. So it complements yours as well. That's fantastic, man. Now, I, I know you got a, a podcast. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. What's it about and you know, where can people check it out? Yeah, so the podcast uh, is called The Leadership Toolbox. Mm-hmm. And the idea here is that you know we all, especially with a lot of the executives that I work with, uh, we all lead busy schedules. We yeah. all have complex issues that we mull over and that we have, sure. to, we have to solve. I used to say all the time that uh, each day I've got nine or ten. I've got nine or ten problems I got to solve before eight a.m. the next morning, so that my organization can move forward. And so the 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 vision for the podcast is to create these three to five minute videos and 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 audio files, so people can plug in and get some suggestions, get some ideas that might help them solve those eight or nine problems that they've got to fix uh, by the next morning. That was the original vision. And that it's very much that it's very much turned into that. Um, the other piece of it, which is really taking hold, is I didn't want this just to be my idea. I, I didn't want to be the only one sharing insight. So I've reached out to several of my friends, several business executives, several leaders that I've come in contact with, and I've asked them to share what are the two or three things, two or three tools that uh, okay. they believe me to be in a leader's toolbox. So you're not only getting the benefit of my 30 years in corporate America, but you're getting the benefit of, of all these other great leaders that uh, that I've had the privilege of working with. One person is uh, uh, the owner of the only female women's basketball team in the state of Missouri. Nice. Right, and she's 32 years old. What? Stop playing. That's you know, right. I mean, she's like the re- the real thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, an- another guy is a, a mutual acquaintance of ours is uh, uh, Eddie Turner Jr., who has been in the speaking business for uh, I don't know. I think he's got like a decade in the speaking business, but his journey is so different than mine or yours. Uh-huh. This it's just interesting how he's evolved into the person that he is. And, you know, again, I'm just trying to pull from as many leaders as I can to give my listeners whatever tool they might need to be effective uh, for solving their problems. So so basically, who is your target audience? I mean, you would figure anyone that's in leadership, but you may have a specific uh, audience that you are targeting with your business. Yeah, I've got I've got two people in mind. Uh, The well, let me backdrop here I, I believe that uh leadership and personal excellence are really kind of one and it's one and the same okay and if you're trying to reach your best self if you're trying to be effective at achieving goals for yourself i call that personal excellence nice. if you're trying to do those exact same things before a group of people or for other folks i call that leadership okay and so i've got two uh target audiences uh, the first is that executive that could be 
um, uh, new to the game. They're trying to figure out their way, their entry level. They're trying to navigate corporate America. Uh, and so they're going to be on this personal excellence uh, route, as well as the, uh, I'm going to say the middle manager. You're past the entry level. You've done some things. You might not be at the C-suite yet, but you're looking at it very hard. And you might be wondering, how do I get into that C-suite? How do I start thinking like a senior executive? Uh, how do I get very comfortable with who I am so that I can uh, be that more fully? Uh, and that is my, that's my uh, other target consumer or target, target audience. So it's a B2C and a B2B conversation. Exactly. That's fantastic, man. That's really great. Um, now, what do you have, do you, no, no, let me ask you this first. You have a book? I do. I have two. So wow. Okay. Yeah, I've got. That, are those the books in the background? Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. So my my primary book is called Impact: A Leadership Fable. Okay. Uh, your power to make a lasting difference, and it's a leadership fable, pulling from uh, Ken Blanchard's work, pulling from Patrick Lencioni. Uh, you know, um, I I just I, I got into a practice of whenever I would take on a new team in my corporate role, uh, I would buy a fable uh, for everyone on my team. And then we would talk about that in the first few months of my being uh, part of that organization, uh, because I found that it was easy to talk about a fable, get principles and learning for our team without talking about each other, without saying, well, Sir Charles, you, <laughs> we get to talk about the character in the book. Yeah, because I want I want I want you to expand a little bit. When you say a fable, and I know back in the old days, a fable was like a mad little story. So is that the same reference you use? Yes. Yeah. This is a story. It's a fictitious story uh, written about an executive who um, lost her way as she as she uh, uh, got into pursuit of the riches and the title and the power. She forgot about who she wanted to be when she first got into the business wow and um things don't go her way things start falling apart right at the right before the biggest opportunity of her professional career and then she's reminded of who she said she wanted to be and we kind of follow her through this journey of rediscovering herself we look at the tools that she uses to really kind of identify her values Mm -hmm. uh, this path that that uh, she needs to get on that she needs to be on uh, to get back into this place of greatness uh, and that's kind of the premise of the of the uh, fable and then my second book is a companion to that fable it's a book of uh, 200 uh, powerful personal excellence and leadership quotes uh, we're talking about people from uh, Aristotle Socrates Ken Blanchard uh, Gosh, Marcus Buckingham, Maya oh, this goes on and on and on. Yeah, huh? uh, Bruce Lee, Ma uh, Miles really? Davis. I mean, everyone has. All of these people have said some things or done some things that have caused me to pause and reflect on how to be a better leader. And I, I, I pull that all into this one. Uh, this well, one. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've always had an affection for the Lee brothers. I didn't realize that you did as well. Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> and I, you know, and I wish, you know, they could have been on the same platform at some point, whether speaking or teaching, not, you know, not uh, competitors, but just speaking or teaching or just sharing their philosophy, because I always found it amazing that 
Bruce Lee had such a deep interest in philosophy and the way that Muhammad Ali spoke was in such a philosophical manner. It's like, right. wow, what a match would have been like, almost like a prize fight to have the both of them on a platform, uh, encouraging and, inspir and inspiring humanity, if you will. You know what I mean? Fantastic. Can you, can you know, imagine I, that? Mm. I'll tell you, it does not surprise me to hear that you are a fan of either of those guys because both of them were all, all of their success came because of the mindset that they had. Mm. It, it was it was their ability to control their mind. Uh, Muhammad Ali famously, you know, obviously people, anyone who, who has seen videos of, of Muhammad Ali or have watched him fight live, uh, they often talk about the outrageous things that he would say. And he famously has said, hey, yeah, I was saying these things, but I was really saying them to get my, to get my mind right. Wow. I was trying to talk myself into my own greatness. Mm. And, if you happen, and if you happen to be there, if the cameras happen to be there to catch that, then that's just a, that's just ancillary. Right, right. Miles, Miles Davis, the same way, you know, everyone, a lot of people talk about how he would play and turn his back on the audience. Exactly. And he, and he famously said, hey, look, for me, it's about the music. I was about the music. And when I turned my back, I wasn't turning my back from the audience. I was turning my back, I was turning my face to my band so that I can get in tune with the music. And if you just happen to be there listening to what we were doing, then that's just that's just gravy. Right. Uh, so that those those two those two guys, Bruce Lee, same way. Uh, he just talked about how in the early stages of his career, he had a vision of who he wanted to become. And he literally created an affirmation saying that he wanted to be the highest grossing uh, martial artist in the world. Wow. and train his mind to make that a reality. So uh, with you being Mr. Mindset, man, that, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, you know, the best thing about what you're sharing and the best part about the reality of things is that it's never too late because a lot of times, you know, and I've done this myself, I've questioned myself, wow, is it too late? Wow, I wish I had a, wow, I wish I could have. and. The reality, uh, as a man think of, so is he. So it's never too late to apply yourself or to uh, propel yourself in a direction that you want to be in, you need to be in, or that's just drawing you. And I'd like to take the conversation in a slightly different direction because I think that because of the pain that the world is in today, it's fantastic to have a person like yourself on that speaks on leadership, and this for you folks that are watching this in real time, or those of you that may see the replay, this is not scripted. So I want to, there's a challenge for Galen right now. Here and here it Brace comes. myself, brace myself. Yeah, brace yourself. Hold on, <laughs> strap in, ladies and gentlemen, strap in. No, but how can the leadership you speak to from a B to B or B to C conversation benefit us today for the everyday mom, the father, the teenager that's being challenged with maybe a joining a gang or substance abuse or you know smoking that first joint drinking whatever it may be how can your brand of leadership be a, an asset to us today sure well that that's a that's a very very weighty and heavy uh well, question it was a little bit of something yeah 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 
So I, I think that they're, that it's all really, I think the answers to all of those scenarios are all related. Mm. And for me, it, again, it does fit into leadership or personal excellence. Mm. And the first step in all of those scenarios is to create a vision for who it is that you're trying to become. Mm -hmm. you, you've got to have a clear picture of, of who you want to be because the world is trying to sell you stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of the world is based on commerce. Don't, don't get confused. All of, all of the world is based on commerce and they're trying to tell you who you are so that you can buy something from them. Right. Right. Because every, think about every message that you hear. So true. Television, television says, uh, you are incomplete. Uh, you don't have enough. You're not where you need to be. And if and only if you buy my thing for $9.99, will you have a shot at being complete? Yeah, yeah. Right? And you talk about the, you know, the kids, uh, you know, a, a gang member will come to you and say, you, hey, you're not safe. You, you, you don't have the protection that you need. If and only if you join my crew, will you have a chance at being safe? Right, right. right. Yeah, think about our world leaders. Our world leaders are saying uh, your way of life is in danger. There are others out there who are trying to kill you and destroy everything that you believe to be wholesome and true. Come on to the dark side, Luke. If, if and only if you vote for me, right? will you have a chance at preserving what your grandparents do to wow. be whatever? And so if you're not careful, if you don't have a clear picture of who you're trying to be, mm -hmm. then you're going to sway to doing what all of these other people, all of these other groups are trying to get you to do so that they can benefit. So the first step, I believe, is to create a clear picture of who you're trying to become. Mm -hmm. uh, and that usually means values, doing some work with your values. What do you believe? What do you believe to be true? What are you convinced to be true in the world? Get very clear about that and then um, you have to do what I call a gap analysis mm. because clearly you're not who you thing. are trying to be. There's got to be there, there, there's got to be some work that you've got to do to get from where you are to where you're trying to be. Right. To understand what that work is. Sure. Uh, and once you understand that, then the heart then the hard part begins. Right. Right. Then you actually have to do the work. But I I, I think it starts the the short answer to your question. It starts by understanding who it is that you're trying to be what are you trying to represent in the world uh, so that you can begin this journey to becoming the greatest in the world at your thing great answers man you know and i think one of the biggest challenges with the entire process whether it's a business oriented or an individual uh, effort is that people learn through repetition and unfortunately uh, many times people have very short attention spans uh, because, like you said, media and other uh, platforms are pulling at us constantly. But on an individual level, it's unfortunate because you learn those lessons by hearing the messages, seeing them, having them explained. But yet it is still purposeful that you fail so that you can learn the lesson sometimes if you haven't taken heed. Uh, the first time you've heard that lesson. So you may have to fall down. You may have to scuff up your knees and your knuckles and so forth. But it's unfortunate because, again, I think that today there's so much pain and uncertainty and insecurity in our society that it really pains me sometimes to see 
we hear some of the news uh, alerts about things that people are doing to one another, uh, the effects that are, 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 are impacting people. And it's just like, man, really, really uh, damaging to the soul, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit too because okay. uh, one of the things that you said said uh, you said that you may have to fail, you may have to scuff up your knuckles. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you and say you're you're going to have to fail. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You're going to have to scuff up your knuckles, and that's what's going to be uncomfortable. I, I think that the world there there is a uh, I wouldn't say a competition. Uh, there's a conflict between you and the world yeah uh, you have a view of what you think is what you think is true what is what you think is right and the world is trying to convince you that that is not the case it's almost like the tv show of a deal or no deal ah uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, th I think the world is trying to get you to play that game uh i, I used to love watching that show Mm -hmm. And it's now making a comeback. I, I read a uh, Harvard Business Review case talking about that show. And they said that in actuality, the contestant is really only making one decision. There's really only one decision. And that decision is which number briefcase has the million dollars in. Right. And once you make that one decision, you're done. You don't make any more decisions. I thought but, you were going to say that the one decision was should they move forward or not? That's the one decision. <laughs> Do I keep moving forward or not? Okay, okay. So the one decision is which briefcase has the million dollars in it. And so you, for whatever reason, you pick a number and the rest of the show is Howie Mandel, all of these models, the audience trying to convince you that your decision was not the right one and you should change your mind, mm. right? The entire show is trying to get you to second guess yourself. Okay. And I think that that is analogous to life in that you make a decision as to who you're going to be, or at least you should make a decision as to who you're going to be, who you're going to be. And then you have to be prepared for the world to try to convince you that that's not who you should be. And that's we, great. we just need to be prepared to, to hold on to our briefcase. It would really, really, it, it always uh, pains me when I see someone sell their briefcase on their show and they they sell it for 500 bucks and then they open up your briefcase and it was seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that you could have had if you just stayed with your 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 yeah. you know I, it, you know it goes back to some things i wrote about in my book radiate the brain and change the game you have to know yourself and you have to trust yourself mm. and in fact i had a mentor good friend of mine uh you know him he told me once he said look Trust yourself. Three words. Trust yours. Two words. Trust yourself. And I was like, hmm, I'm looking for an answer. But regardless of what I was looking, and it wasn't a specific answer, but I was looking for the expertise to give me a specific diagnosis or answer or strategy. And a lot of times we have the answer within. But because of our own insecurity, uncertainty, or outside influences, right. talking about the people trying to get the person with the suitcase to do something different, we don't trust our own instincts. And because we don't trust our own instincts, that's when the knuckles and the knees get stuffed <laughs> up. And we go, oh, man, why did I listen to them? But it's too late. 
It's too late. You know, uh, Miles My- Davis famously said, sometimes you have to play a long time to learn how to play like yourself. Mm. And what I take that to mean is it, it's it's one thing to learn your craft. You have to learn your craft. It's, and it's important to listen to and, and, and educate yourself by talking to other people. Uh, you know, I, I cherish my relationship with you. I check out the things that you're doing um, because I get Likewise. smarter. I get smarter every time I, I watch Sir Charles, right? Uh, but at the same time, at some point, I've got to stand on my own two feet and I've got to say what I believe to be true. Uh, and I think very often uh, we reach out to other people uh, because we don't want the full responsibility of our decisions. Yeah. If, if I reach out to Sir Charles and say, hey, hey, hey man, wh- what do you think I should do? Right. And you tell me what you think I should do and then I go do that. Well, if it doesn't work out, I get to blame you a little bit. Right. Right. Rather than saying, that's some great advice that worked for that scenario, but my gut tells me I need to go left. Yeah, yeah. Right, you've got to have the courage at some point uh, to do what you believe is right. Uh, at some point, you've got to play like yourself. And there's a, another side to that asking, you know, if, if I ask him, oh man, am I gonna seem like I'm weak? Am I gonna seem like I'm not a professional? Am I gonna seem like I don't know what to do? And I know for men, I don't, can't speak for women so much. Women seem to bond a little easier in some cases. But I know for me, because I've thought that way, you know, I don't want to seem like I don't know what to do because I've been doing this a long time. I know I don't need to ask anyone else. But sometimes it's okay to sound it off of someone else. You know, you want something by someone, see if it makes sense, or, you know, especially if you trust them. And that's the thing about relationships good relationships or genuine relationships. You know, when it's genuine, you know, no one's going to live or die for you. But when it's genuine, you can trust that the person will tell you whether they know, whether they don't know, or not. So, right. And, and, and very, very, very often, what I've found, and this comes up a lot in my, in my coaching business, uh-huh. uh, that a lot of times it's not necessary to give the right answer. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes there's value in just asking, having someone ask you the right questions. Right. And, you know, I've been, I've been coaching for a long time and I've worked with a couple of coaches for myself. Sure. I'd be doggone if they didn't ask me the same questions I would be asked, I would ask someone else. Right. Right. But because it's coming from outside of me asking me those questions, I'm able to work through those uh, opportunities differently. Well, and so look, I think that's a that's a value that you miss. I think very often when you reach out to people, they should be asking you the you know those probing, provocative questions. What about when you have asked a question and you get an answer and you go, "Oh, I know that's not right," and you say, "I'm going to lean to what I know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean that that happens. That happens. Yeah. Man. That happens. That happens. But listen, let me ask you this, not, you know, what future projects do you have coming up? You know, anything you're working on? Yeah, a couple of things I'm working on. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I've got a passion that I'm working on and I've got a business extension of that. Um, okay. This passion that I'm working on is really this idea that um, there really are 
steps that everyone should take to be the greatest in the world. How do we own our destiny? This is really about owning your destiny. Okay. All, many of the things that we've talked about on this on this uh, um, show, yeah, yeah. yeah, this segment, how, how do I step into my destiny and be who I was designed to be? And so I'm really trying to get my arms around that, doing a lot of research in that, in that space, pulling that together. Uh, but the thing that I'm working on that's going to be an offshoot of that is a leadership retreat where, uh, you know, and you're, you're really, really good at this. Uh, you know, there's value in uh, having the big audiences where you've got you know, 500, 600,000 people in the room pulling from your wisdom, pulling from your expertise, your ability to tell, to tell that in a story, uh, story format to make it make sense. Sure. But what this retreat for me is going to be is I'm going to limit every engagement to 24 people. Okay. And we're, we're going to get in a room. Yeah, we're going to talk about some concepts, but we're going to hone in on two or three tangible issues that they're facing, tangible opportunities that, wow, if I could, if I could solve this thing, it could be a 10x effect in my business. Yeah. And we're going to get really deep and we're going to solve as many of those problems as we possibly can in that small group format, uh, because I'm really uh, very similar to the, to, to the title of my book. I'm really about having impact. Uh, right. What's the most, what's the largest amount of impact that I can have uh, on that organization or on that leader? And so that's well, what I'm working on right now. That sounds fantastic, man. But listen, how can people contact you or find you on the social uh, networks? Fantastic question, man. I tried to make it as easy as possible. Uh, you can go to Twitter and it's at Galen Bingham. You can go to Facebook, it's Galen Bingham. Uh, you can go to my website, my website, let's see if I can get creative. It's www.galenbingham. <laughs> so almost anywhere you go, you, if you, uh, if you would love to get some insight, but you don't have time for a full engagement, you can go to Amazon and put and plug in Galen Bingham and get my books, uh, Instagram, any place you go. Uh, if you, if you, if you send up some smoke signals, you create the phrase Galen Bingham. Yeah, like Batman, I'm going to come right. running and try to help you, man. That's right. That's fantastic. Well, look, man, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, it's been wonderful speaking with you. And I look forward to a, a return visit. I'd love to do something on your show. Oh, so, man, no, no doubt. No doubt. Let's make it happen. And let's make 2019 and 2020 the best ever, man. Absolutely fantastic. Hey, and I just want to take a hot second just to just gush on you just a little bit because there are so many speakers in the speaking game that yeah. I've come in contact with and everyone is amazing uh, on the stage. Everyone's got incredible platforms, platform skills and almost everyone that you come in contact, especially in the organizations that we're, that we're a part of, right. uh, they are so willing to help you. But I'll tell you, man, with, uh, with you, with Sir Charles, there is an authenticity there there is a realness uh, that when I when I first met you, I, I guess it must have been almost nine years ago right. on a uh, platform that's long since gone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you were talking about the importance of mindset then. Yeah. Uh, I saw you on some television, reality television show where you were talking about your speaking business and you were talking about mindset then. Yeah. When I talked to you one-on-one, 
and I say, hey, hey, man, I, I'm struggling with this piece of, of trying to figure out this piece of my business. You're always reflecting me back to thinking about my mindset. And so uh, there is you know, just one thing that I think about uh, that's part of the research for my book, and it's, it's, it's how authentic, how pure is the person and where they're coming from. Mm. You've got that, you've got that in aces. So just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if you can't think it, you can't create it. it, it you know, everything that's been created started as a crazy idea. Yeah, so, I love that. Great work. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much, man. I mean, I only know how to be me, man. And I, you know what? The thing is, you probably remember this, Galen. When we were kids, I mean, seven, eight, maybe even six, seven, and eight, you always told us, treat people the way you want to be treated. And I figured the best thing I can do is just be who I am. And I try to do that through and through no matter what, business, personal, recreational, or social. So I try to keep that premise as a part of my authentic self. I mean, we all have our moments, but nine times out of 10, the way you see me today is the way I will be in the future. And it's the way I was many, many moons ago. But thanks again for being on the program. And I look forward to talking to you soon, my brother. Absolutely, man, take care. You got it, man, you got it.